Yeah, and the thing that really bother, bothered me is that this guy knew that she was in a relationship. Well, obviously. And, I mean, who doesn't love that? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah I get that. That's what, I, yeah, I told yeah. her. I was like, that's the exciting part. And I was like, I think that he's doing it because he has some hope that, you know, he could change you or like you would leave me for him. Totally. And, like, Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. This is a listener question from one of our Instagram followers at Diary of a Wannabe FK Boy. I'm assuming Diary of a Boy. Um, He says... I guess I'd like your opinion rather than assistance. Should you, quote, dress up for dates? By dress up, I mean make more than basic effort, more than meeting a friend for Nando's, but less than going to a wedding? Thanks, thanks. Well, diary of a wannabe fuckboy, um, I would say you answered your own question. You know exactly what the answer is. This is the case a lot when it comes to dating. I'm assuming you're a male person, male identifying. If you got to ask the question... Try and answer it yourself. You know, you said, so obviously I should make an effort, so I should dress up more than if I was just meeting a friend, casual, wrinkly, smelly t-shirt, and less than if I was going to a wedding. Yes, unless you want it to be your wedding that you're going to on your first day. It's probably a little extreme. Maybe don't do that. Uh, But, you know, make an effort. Look nice. Don't wear your crappiest shoes. Don't smell. Maybe shave or trim your beard. If you're a woman, you know, do whatever makes you feel good. It's really about you feeling comfortable and you feeling as if the date is different from hanging out with a friend or going to a job interview or going to some obligatory event for work. You want it to make you feel good. So if you have a certain dress that makes you feel good, a skirt, a pair of shoes, a pair of jeans, whatever it is, make it feel different. It should be, when I used to date all the time, I had a date outfit. It was basically my costume. And every time I put it on, I was like, time for a date. I'm playing the role of girl who enjoys going on a date. And it really helped. It really put me in a different headspace. It wasn't the outfit I wore to work. It wasn't the outfit I wore around the house. It was an outfit specifically for going on a date that I knew I looked good in, that I felt comfortable and confident in. And that was just kind of putting me in a fun, playful place that I might not have been if I was coming straight from work or some other thing. So I highly recommend having certain clothes that you know you love to wear on a date. As an actor, they used to always say, never wear something on an audition that you've never worn before because you don't know how it will function, if it's too tight, if it's going to make you feel weird. Wear something tried and true, but a little bit special, a little bit fun. If you get bored of the same outfit, try something new. Definitely put in that extra effort. There's nothing wrong with trying. There's nothing wrong with showing you care. And definitely don't smell and brush your teeth and mouthwash and bring gum and mints. Okay, that's all. Hello, Adrian. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to have you here. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you. Um, so Adrian, I have known you for four-ish years. Yeah. You are a dear friend and you've been going through it recently with your girlfriend. And, uh, last time we talked, so Adrian is someone who really keeps her feelings very close to her chest and doesn't ask a lot of other people and doesn't ask to be helped a lot and is always doing things for other people. So when Adrian texted me and said, I need to talk, I knew she needed to talk. So we talked 
And last time we talked, I'm just going to give a little rundown of your situation. How old are you? Like 34. 34. Lesbian. Yep. Living in Los Angeles. Yeah, the dream. The dream. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So last time we talked, you've had a girlfriend for about a year? About a year and a few months. A year and a few months. And um, you guys had been about to move in together. Yes, Yes. We were at that stage. And you, she's historically in your relationship had some issues getting intimate, not sexually speaking, but actually emotionally speaking. Yes. Kind of committing to you. We were going to move in together. It was all going well. And then she ended up cheating on you with a male coworker. Correct. Uh, They made out at a bar. Actually at his house. Oh, interesting. Okay. Was that something you found out later? Did I just hear that wrong? No, it wasn't something I found out later. It was something that I didn't initially know until I basically confronted her about it. So, I mean, I guess how it happened was we were setting up her new phone. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And as we were setting up her new phone text message chain of her talking to her friend popped up in which basically stated you know what had happened Uh, why would she text her friend being like so just so you know i made out with well i guess we do that i guess we do talk to our friends like that yeah but still i'm like aren't you just setting yourself up to be caught in that situation but i guess no because we do that all the time yeah i guess without thinking about it subconsciously Yeah. yeah okay yeah, so it was it was a text. Oh, that, that's interesting. Subconsciously, good point. She yes. probably was setting herself up for that. Yes. You're smart. Yeah. Okay, go um, on. But yeah, it was basically a text message that went along the lines of, "I went to go get drinks with my coworker, and we ended up making out." Oh my god, I can't imagine seeing that text. And you were like in the middle of helping her with her phone. Yes. Sorry, and- we were gonna give a quick history, but I'm far too <laughs> fascinated with this story. <laughs> But she, so she immediately freaked out and like closed out. She's like, oh, and then didn't think that I saw it. But I read things really fast. I'm also, I have a visual memory uh-huh. of things. So it just took me like one glance to scan through the whole thing. Oh my God. I just didn't, I just didn't ask her about it right away because I didn't want to process it. Well, I wanted to think about how I was feeling uh, and I wanted to process it, not in an immediate way, because if I, if I just... If I just asked her about it, I probably would have blown up or like. Didn't what does know. you blowing up look like? <laughs> like talking a little louder than this. <laughs> yeah, me, me blowing up just means that I get really serious. Yeah, and then yeah, it's 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 a very fine line. It's also sort of me shutting down. Yeah, but asking certain questions and then being really cold and distant yeah I could see the cold and distant because as I said you're already someone who keeps things a little close yes but I just can't imagine like just thinking about that happening I'm like sweating right now I'm like (laughs) oh like if that happened to me that's just like such a punch in the gut and it's kind of your worst nightmare and when you trust someone and when you're gonna move in with them and you know you think you have this open thing and then all of a sudden yeah so you didn't deal with it right away. I didn't deal with it right away. Also, partly, I guess, because I didn't know how to deal with it right away. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to I wanted to come at it in a, a calm, like a, the, the calmest way that I possibly could, like also giving myself time to process what was happening. Why did you of, want to be calm about it? Just like what was your, why you needed to be calm? Is that just because that's who you are? Or were you like, was that a strategy? What, what was that? 
I think it's just the way that I process things. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want to act on impulse or maybe do something that I would regret later, do or say something that I would regret later. And also I, I also just needed to process my own feelings because I didn't know really how to feel at that point because it was, it just came at like total shock and yeah. something that I didn't expect to happen because I, I trusted her and that trust was was broken and I didn't know really how to deal with it or more so not wanting to deal with it until I could work it out in my head what it actually meant and like how it would affect me and then have an actual discussion with her instead of me just going in some sort of rage you know which is maybe also like knowing her history what she would have expected for me to do is just come at like this crazy rage and like accusing her of not because of things things. you'd done but because she had had people fly into a rage at her before yeah yeah because I was also like I totally understand the instinct to want to be reasonable and calm but I get the sense and you kind of just answered it that you were also in a way choosing to do that because you were protecting her even in your moment of hurt your moment of being betrayed you were kind of consciously like I don't want to fly into a rage at her I still want to be kind and understanding and try and figure out the best way to talk about that, which just says so much about who you are. But also probably says something about certain positions you're in now, which I don't want to give away too much, and I actually don't know that much about where we are right now. But I will say right off the bat, you have a tendency to really pay attention to other people's feelings and maybe not always prioritize your own. So not that it wasn't the right thing to do for you too to be calm in that situation, you know, I think probably some some consideration of her was coming in, which not everyone would have in that moment when they could fly into a rage. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a lot of restraint, yeah. But it's it's coming from a place where I know she's used to someone being combative with her or like dismissing of feelings or you know just coming from a place where it's not necessarily the best intentions, and I just wanted to make sure that something that sensitive. I, I guess for her and for me, I just wanted to have time to process what was actually happening. That makes sense. Yeah. You're such a kind soul. Um, so, okay, so then when did you bring it up to her? So then the following morning, so I, I slept on it. Damn. My mom says don't go to bed angry. <laughs> I'm just saying. I wasn't, I, it was, it was, a, it was a bunch of mixed emotions. I guess, yes, part of it was angry, but majority of it just came from a place where I was really confused because I it was just a glimpse of a text message so I didn't know the entire context of it and I just wanted to know more and part of me was trying to think like is she gonna tell me about it or Mm -hmm. am I gonna have to you know talk and confront the the monkey in the room she was probably also freaking out that whole time you were I hope you were a little bit enjoying putting her on edge because she knew you saw but she didn't know so she was probably really scared and you were probably just like I'm taking my time and I'll get to it when I get to it yeah so okay so next morning so next morning uh, I had to go to work so I wrote just a quick note I said hey we should talk about what I saw when you freaked out and closed the message with her friend wow and what exactly did the text message say so the text message said that she went to drinks with the coworker, and then uh, ended up at his house and they made out. 
yeah, and that she's an idiot and she shouldn't be let outside. Something along the lines of that. Okay, well, at least she's aware yeah. of that fact. But, you know, I like to also think that those kind of incidents don't just happen because someone's an idiot and they shouldn't be let outside. It's usually, obviously, a symptom of a bigger problem, whether right. with the relationship or with her own stuff that she needs to deal with. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say I don't believe you can go outside of your relationship. I just believe it has to be consensual and talked about, putting that out there, which yeah. this was not. So, therefore, not okay. Right. Okay, so you left her that note. So I didn't leave it to the note. Well, I showed her the note because I was about to leave, and I just handed it to her, and I said, we should probably talk about this at some point. And immediately after I gave her the note, she just started telling me everything that happened. So then I, yeah, I just, I guess my response to it was asking her, like, you know, if... A, this is what she wanted. B, if she just wanted to end this relationship, like where she was at. I was just trying to gain some sort of clarity as to why it happened. And and partly I asked, partly also was me just trying to figure out where her head was at when it happened. I just wanted to see where she was coming from. And we can fast forward a little. So as far as I know, what I heard from you when we talked around that time was... This happened. You guys talked about it. She did want to stay in the relationship. You decided to work on things together. She was like, I'm going to go to therapy, or she was going to therapy already. Yeah. Did you guys go to couples therapy? We did not. You so did not. She's been, going, she's, she's been going to therapy, and I'm going to start going to therapy because it was something that we discussed early on when she said that she would go to therapy, uh, that I, I had mentioned that maybe we could do couples therapy at some point, but it just never got to that point yet before... Uh, other things started happening. So then what happened? So, but you worked on it for a while, for a little while. It seemed like you were working on things to still be able to continue the relationship and move in together. Right. Hopefully. Right. And then when I spoke to you, when you asked if I could speak to you, it was in a moment where there was already some weirdness going on. And then she went out with her coworkers again or some people and got drunk and didn't call you and you were supposed to see her and she yeah, basically fell asleep somewhere and never let you know and you didn't hear from her. And when you confronted her about it, she was like, are you never going to forgive me for the thing I did? And then she kind of freaked out again that maybe she wasn't able to be in a relationship. Maybe she wasn't ready for one. She doesn't know what she's doing with her life. And maybe you guys shouldn't move in together. And when we talked, you were like, I have to see her tonight. I don't know if we're breaking up. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. And I said, you need to start having needs, basically. And you yes. need to tell her that you're willing to stay in it with her, but you're going to commit to speaking up for your needs. If she can commit to working on herself, like you're there with her. Because you, you, what you said to me was, I don't feel like we've really given it our all. I feel like I could do more. And I was like, what more could you do? And you said, I could speak up for my own needs. So that was kind of the plan was that you were going to talk to her and say, I'm committed to speaking up for my own needs and making this relationship better that way. Yes. And you are committed to working on yourself and maybe we can work this together, make yeah. it work together. Yeah. So essentially we had, after after that had happened, uh, we had discussed, you know, she was going to get help and then I was going to go see a therapist and we would be more open and honest with communicating with each other mm-hmm. and then not 
so far after that, like a, f- a few days later, we were meeting some of her her friends and we went out and she gets a text from the same person that she made out with. And oh. again, it's while we were together and then she also freaked out and closed out the text again. So then I waited till after her friend was gone and we had finished the evening and I just asked her about, you know, who texted her because I just wanted to know if it was the same person. And then that's when she told me it was it was her coworker and that they were talking about movies, you know, something along the lines of that, nothing, nothing more than that. So that's when I, I sort of just shut down because mm-hmm. I, it was almost like it, it was a betrayal again that yeah. was happening. Well, because, and because, sorry to cut you off. No, but not at all. I just want to also pay attention to when she made it seem like you just weren't forgiving her for this thing. It hadn't been that long. It had been like a month and she needed to be more sensitive altogether. She shouldn't have been going right after you heard someone like that is the most important time to kind of regain their trust. And she wasn't doing that. Right. Because it was it was like two or three weeks after that. Right. And it was it was a few things that led to that. Like it was the way that I found out about it initially. Like had she done it and she told me immediately like hey I'm really sorry this happened like I was drunk I was vulnerable like it was like a weird situation you know I'm not I'm not crazy person I understand we're all human beings and we make mistakes it was the fact that she didn't tell me about it Mm -hmm. initially like I had to find out that way and then the second time was that she continued to communicate with him knowing that trust was broken knowing that I was I was hurt and I was trying to process our relationship as we were starting over because the relationship that we had, I was basically in mourning of it because it just wasn't the same after that, you know? Well, and And I do think sometimes incidents like that can be good for a relationship if they're handled the right way. They can open up a conversation. They can lead to more honesty. They can lead to both people working on things. They can lead to... What was the issue? Why did this happen? Why did you feel the need? Why why were you hurting me? You know, if it was out of anger, whatever. They can lead to better conversations and a more honest, open, truthful relationship or an open relationship or whatever they need to lead to. But if the person is not really acknowledging it or taking responsibility or giving you the time to heal of like, I'm not going to talk to that guy for a while while you heal or I'm not going to go out without you and not be in touch with you until you heal, which probably should never really do that to your girlfriend anyway. But to not be overly sensitive to you at this point already to me is like, are you really committed to staying in this relationship or were you just hoping that you could kind of crash your way out of it like this, you know? Right. And that's actually where I was coming from. Like, even though I was really sad that this had happened and I was – I was pretty broken up about it. The way that I processed it to make me feel hopeful about our relationship was I thought, yeah, it was a terrible thing that happened, but maybe it helped us get to a place where we could be more honest and open with each other and maybe that she would let me in a little bit more as to how she was feeling or like why she felt the need to do this. Like if it was it something that she wasn't getting out of our relationship. Uh, it you know, it could have really opened up that communication and also if she was in a place where she wanted to try harder I would try with her so I mean when we had the initial conversation when I first found out about it and I asked her I the question I asked her 
was not, you know, other than, like, did you want to end this? But I just needed to know where she was at. Like, if she wanted me to fight for us. Because if, if she was feeling like she made a mistake and she didn't mean it and truly she wanted to be in this relationship, I would give it everything that I could. But I just needed to know that she wanted it too. So I was willing to be at that point, close a chapter in this, but also take this time to to heal and to acknowledge what had happened mm-hmm. and for us to work through it together and also see if she would she would try a little bit harder or like put effort into it that she didn't before and as an effort I mean being less avoidant and acknowledging the problems that we have and facing it together instead of running when something like this happens because I know that in her past that's what she's used to is if there's conflict or if there's any or any like sense that things are about to end like she'll just run away or escape or sabotage something or if it gets too real if it gets anywhere if anything gets really like close to any of her feelings it's like she just shuts down completely and is like I'm out like I can't do this it's too how much. old is she she's 28 she's 28 and she yeah. moved here not that long ago to LA like two years ago like a few months before we actually started dating. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I said this to you, but I I remember being at places like that in my life where it doesn't matter who I was with, I just was not ready to be there 100% with another person, either because I was just dealing with too much of my own shit or I had just graduated from school or gone into school or like whenever it's a big life transition and you're in those younger phases, which like I consider pretty much all of your 20s to be young. Yeah. (laughs) Is, you know, is not really a good time to be in a relationship. Not that you can't, but like for someone like that, I mean, I can really relate to her in a way because I, I can probably think of at least three relationships that I got out of by making out with someone else just because that was easier than either staying in it and letting them see what I was struggling with or going through or that I wasn't perfect. So I would, you know, because I wasn't perfect, I would kind of sabotage the relationship before they could get too close or because I was dealing with my own shit in my life and I didn't have room for another person. I really needed to be selfish. And so, but instead of just being honest with the person or saying I can't do this and instead of hurting someone, I thought... Oh, I'll just hurt them this way. Instead of having to have a grown-up conversation, I'm like, let me go make out with someone, get caught, and then whatever. So in a way, I can relate to her. But I think what I also said to you is, yeah, when I was in that stage of my life, I shouldn't be in a relationship. I shouldn't have been in a relationship. I was hurting the people I was with. I wasn't taking care of myself. And you can't really go to therapy or take care of yourself because of someone else. You have to do it for you. And if it's for someone else or to get a desired result... It's not really going to work. Yeah. So the thing, so you, the guy, the guy was texting her again after you'd had this kind of come to Jesus talk, after you and I talked. Yeah. Then a little while later. So she had said in the come to Jesus talk, she was like, yes, I'm still committed. Right? Yes. And then a little while later, she saw her texting with the guy again. She said, oh, we're talking about movies. Yes. Then what? And then I asked her, like, are you interested in him romantically? Did you want to date him? And she she had just mentioned how she, you know, she liked his friendship and, you know, it's lonely out here. So they have similar interests. And so they were just talking about that and that she liked him as a person. And so I told her, that's fine. I, I want her to have friends. 
it's just that given the situation oh and she also mentioned because they work together you know Mm -hmm. it's awkward to not talk which I understand like I feel like if you work with someone you should yeah you definitely talk to them I just felt like it was not appropriate to talk outside of work on things that are not related to work Mm -hmm. given that Given what happened. Yeah, because given the, the situation. If she hadn't situation. made out with him at his house, sure, have a friend. But now that he's the person that caused this huge thing in your relationship, part of what your significant other is, is your first priority. So yes, she ha- needs to have friends and she doesn't want it to be awkward at work. But if she's saying she's committed to you, then you have to be the first priority. And if you're sensitive about something and you have feelings about something, her first responsibility over making sure this guy doesn't feel awkward is making sure that you feel okay and doing whatever it takes to get you there. And seeing as you're someone who is not high maintenance and isn't overly sensitive, like, I don't think that would be very hard to do. Yeah, and the thing that really bothered me is that this guy knew that she was in a relationship. Well, obviously. I mean, who doesn't love that? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I get that. That's what, yeah, I told her. I was like, that's the exciting part. And I was like, I think that he's doing it because he has some hope that, you know, he could change you or like you would leave me for him. Totally. And and then that's just fueling him on. And so by you talking to him, that's just giving him more hope that he can still keep pursuing you. Right. And And who doesn't love forbidden love? And who doesn't love seducing a girl away from her girlfriend when you're a guy? Right. That's so exciting. Yeah. So exciting. I'm the one. And having a love work affair. And and I told her, I was like, I get it. You're in a room with this guy for how many hours a day you guys are making pasta. (laughs) It's a very intimate space. There's a lot of tension because no one's talking and you're just making this thing. And I was like, I, 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 you know, I wish I was making pasta with you. But no, someone else is. And then when you get off work, then he also asks you about all your interests and he seems really interested in you, you know. And he isn't asking for anything in return. Like at this point, you're holding her emotionally accountable. You're saying, I see you. I see your flaws. I still love you. But I do expect you to work on yourself. And he's just like, you're the cute girl that makes pasta next to me. Want to make out? Like that's super appealing. Of course, we all want someone to see us that way and not see anything else about us. Right. And then something about it is also so freeing because you're in control of that situation. Right. And, you know, it makes you feel alive because you're doing something that is so, I don't know, dangerous right. to a certain extent. Yeah, it's you rebellious. Know? It's rebellious. Yeah. It's exciting. It's new. Mm-hmm. It's fresh. It's someone that shows interest in you. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Now where are we? And then I guess we could talk about what happened when... Uh, what was the breaking point for me telling you that we needed to talk? So after that happened, so we worked it out, and she still said, you know, she she wanted to do this. So that was that was great, and I felt hopeful for wait, it. Wait, wait, the what <clears throat> the inciting incident for us to talk was when she went out and didn't tell you and slept out. Yes. So the guy was continuing to text her. After that, right? Or is that before that? I'm not really sure. Okay. What it was, was all It was all just... Yeah. At this okay. point, like, I don't know what their texting extent is. The only times that I knew about it was when they were doing it. Uh, he was texting her about the movies. And that was before the night she didn't call you? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was confusing. Yeah. Okay. So bef- that was before. Then she went out one night, got drunk, didn't call you, was supposed to see you. Yeah. So we, were, we, were, we made plans to see each other that night. So I went to her place and waited for her because that was the plan. Like she would, 
she said she was uh she was at drinks with her coworker, and then she said it shouldn't take too much longer so then she would just meet me at home and then we'd have this really nice night together it was super moon so like i had oh. planned this thing where i had i had like got the key to the place we we're gonna move in together and i was gonna give it to her and have like a nice dinner and sort of you know just just start over you know start fresh and like tell her that i came from a place of understanding and that you know slowly but surely like we could work through this and then i didn't hear anything from her so i just waited all night and then that's when <laughs> that's when your head like spirals out of control because i don't know if like you know the coworkers extended to this this guy because this guy is also friends with that coworker that she went to drinks with so i didn't know like if they all went to go to get drinks together or like this is where my mind is of like of course this is where, this is where mind my is. mind is like are they all getting drinks together is she just with this guy now or is she just with him I should trust her what like what's going on with me and I just didn't hear from her and then and then after that time I just really just got concerned with her like because I just didn't know where she was like if she was okay if she was like passed out somewhere like if she needed me but like her phone was gone I was just worried about her uh in general and when I didn't hear from her just all these things just sort of put me in this panic and then eventually I heard from her like two in the morning she told me she was drunk and she's on her co-worker's couch different uh, co-worker not the make-out co-worker i'm still not sure at this I... point <laughs> that's that's the point like oh i just God. like i don't i don't know even who yeah. she's with at this point and i don't you know i don't want to keep asking her about it and i'm sorry but at this <clears> point <throat> i didn't realize that it was a night that you specifically had special plans too so at this point to me that's a pretty direct fuck you. Like, that's a purposely hurting you. That's no longer just passive. Like, whoops, got too drunk. Which, okay, well, how old are we? But, like, that's a fuck you, I don't care. And I'm going to show you because I'm not strong enough to tell you. Yeah. So, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> um, so, okay, so then you finally heard from her two in the morning. Yes. And she had all these whatever fun excuses and then that's when we talked and you were like I don't know where to go from here I still feel like I could try harder which is crazy to me I mean I do think you could try harder to take care of your own self I don't think you could possibly try harder to be in this relationship yeah but you know yeah at the point that that happened I think actually when I called you it was maybe at the time that we almost broke up yeah, you were going to see cats. Yeah, we were going to see cats. And you were like, we have to go see cats. <laughs> and we really need to talk about this. Like, this is not okay. Yeah, so we had, uh, so after that whole incident where she, uh, I didn't know where she was, it was like a week that passed. And then I saw her eventually. And then that night, I don't know, I just, I, I went over to see her and she was, acting really cold and distant and sort of standing This was offish. after the cat's night? This was right before the cat's. Oh, right before. Yeah, it was the okay. night before the cat's. I went to go see her to gain some clarity, I guess, before we were going. I was also just really excited to see cats. Also, she yeah. had planned for us to see cats, and she had not planned anything for us to do for a really long time. So I was just excited that she was you know putting effort into it like I was excited about that it was like oh maybe this is like the turnaround you know 
So I was excited about the possibility of where we're going to go next. And then, so yeah, the night before I, I went to see her and then she was just being so closed off and distant, almost like she didn't want me to be there. And when I asked her about it, she said she was fine. So, you know, we went to bed and then I had this like really bad dream about her and this guy. Just, it was, it was just the worst. It was just all this anxiety and my head spiraling and the way that, the way that she was coming off to me, um, just sort of, I don't know, triggered me, I guess, in a way. And so after I had this really bad dream, I just woke up and it was like five in the morning. I just, I just had to get out. And I just wanted to go for a walk. I just wanted to clear my head. So you went for a walk. Well, I didn't. you wanted to go for I a wanted to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. So I just, she sort of woke up half-eyed and looked at me and just asked me what was happening. And I just told her, like, you know, go back to sleep. Don't worry about it. Like, I just had a really bad dream. And I just need to go clear my head. I just need to go on a walk. And then she was like, what's happening right now? She's like, can you just talk to me? I sort of hesitant to talk to her because I wasn't really in the right headspace. I just needed to go clear my head because it was just really foggy at that point, and I'd just woken up. And but she just she just kept going and asking me, and she's like, "What are we doing? Like, I'm not happy." And she's like, "How are we gonna How are we gonna live together if this is gonna happen?" Basically, all this stuff. And I just at that point, I just I don't know. I just asked her what she wanted, what she meant. We just got into this thing where I think we broke up, but I just wasn't willing to accept it yet because also I didn't want to have this conversation in this way. Also because I was about to go to work Mm -hmm. and I just wanted us to actually have a proper discussion, not like a rushed 10 minute decision off of our year and some months relationship. Yeah, I just, it wasn't the right time, so I didn't want to have that conversation, but it sort of, you know, started that way, and, and I guess in her head, we had broken up, and I just went home. I told her, like, we should, I'd still see her that night. For cats. For cats, you know, because cats, I was also still really excited, <laughs> and <laughs> at this point, yeah. I was just, like, so in shock. I was like, I think she just broke up with me, but I still want to go see cats, and I just wanted to go for a walk, and I really just wanted to go home and shower and get ready for this night, because uh, partly was I was still really excited, but all this stuff had just come to head and like came out of nowhere, and so it was like breakups never happen cleanly. People yeah. are always like, "Why do we have to have this conversation like this?" And I'm like, "No time is ever good for a breakup conversation." Or this is very horrible. true. Like, I, I, I'm sure at 5 in the morning when you just wanted to go for a walk wasn't the best time, but also probably 7.30 p.m. when you were well-rested and showered wouldn't have been a great time Probably. Either. None of it was a good yeah. time. Yeah. That's why I avoided it entirely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then you we talked. So then we talked. Then you went to Cats. Did you have a come-to-Jesus conversation at Cats? No. I told really. you to. What are you doing not listening <laughs> to me? I told you exactly what I mean, to do. I mean, sort of, as much as, <laughs> as much as I could. So I went to Cats. We went to Cats, and... I had briefly mentioned, like, hey, do you not want to be with me anymore? Because I wasn't really <laughs> clear <laughs> up until that Like, point. as the cats came out, you were like, before, so hey. Before, before, the, before we went inside, 
I I just saw like I spent the whole day so sad and then I went to work in I don't in a state of denial and I was just so hurt because I really care about her and it just you know she was checked out and she had given up and I think that made me more sad so I had just asked her like if she like do you not want to see me anymore like is that the case and she's like can we just talk about this later this isn't the right place so we saw cats it was really nice cats I, is great I love, love cats, cats. Um, <laughs> even though this happened the night that I watched Cats, I it, hope it didn't ruin Cats. It didn't for ruin you. it in any no. way. I, no. I yeah, I, I've separated the two. Good. Then so. what? We have to get to the where are we now? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that night we had gone to dinner and and it was just me, you know, basically telling her that I wanted to start over. I would like us to start over. I would like us to spend more time working on ourselves and figure out whatever we need to do and come together as partners and basically just have a clean slate and and for her to be understanding that because of the things that happened that I I would be extra sensitive and that things uh, will trigger me and I just need her to support me during this time. This is what I told you to do. I'm proud of you. As having like more (laughs) communication and working through it together. Instead of that, it was the complete opposite is if she like completely checked out and was like, nope, I don't want to deal with this anymore because it's hard. That's what her response to your this is what I want thing was? Yeah, sort of. She's she like, was like, she's no. like, I don't, I don't want this. She's like, I don't want this. It's too much. And she's like, Are you, are you ever gonna get over this? Like, you know, same, same thing. Like, are you ever gonna get over what she did to you with the guy, or are you ever gonna get over her? Uh, was she breaking up with you in this moment, or was she like, I want to still be in this, but not be responsible for what I did? I'm not really sure. Okay. I basically just left her alone at this point, and and then at some point she had. She had posted on her on her Instagram that she wasn't doing well and that she any like support would be much appreciated and lots of things were happening. I just you know wanted to reassure her that no matter what happens, like whether or not she's with me or not, like I would support her and she has a place to stay. Like she can stay with me and you know until she figures it out. And I just you know, wanted to be there for her. So so we sort of had that talk. And that night I went to go see her and we had a more serious conversation. I really wasn't giving all of myself because a lot of it was me thinking that she needed one thing and me trying to be that one thing for her. I wanted her to feel like she could be in a loving, stable relationship, something that she's not used to because she's she hasn't been in very long relationships or if she gets to the point where it becomes real then she like self-sabotages and just you know goes into like destruction mode and tries to make someone hate her like do things and like lashes out I just want to stop you for a second and point out that the majority of you talking about this breakup has been talking about her and her feelings and that's kind of exactly what you just said is that you base the whole relationship on you being worried about her feelings and wanting to be this thing for her that she hadn't had before and when you say i didn't show up all the way what you really didn't do was need anything yourself and that's kind of what we did talk about before was that you kind of don't have needs in a relationship. I mean, of course you have them, but you don't express them. You don't ask for them. And I think that's a big thing that people like you do, caretakers, which is thinking 
the best way to take care of someone and the best way to love someone is by not needing anything and is by caring about someone and doing, doing, doing for them. And I really think that sometimes the best way to care for someone is to have needs yourself and to let them take care of you. Like if you think about how good you feel taking care of someone, why would you not want to give that to someone you love about you? Yeah. So I think it's reframing how you think about what needs are and what giving is. Yeah. I think it's a huge gift to let someone take care of you. And if you don't, what happened to you is going to happen is that your whole thing is based on giving to her, giving to her, giving to her. She never feels that she's needed. She never feels her own worth as a caretaker. So she's just going to turn more and more and more into a child and into someone who needs to be taken care of. And then she's going to act that way by making out with someone else, getting too drunk, acting out, doing whatever it is to be like, I'm misbehaving because you kind of made her into a child through your not wanting to need anything yourself. Yeah, that's very true. And like you're extremely sympathetic and empathetic and loving and understanding to a fault. Yes. But there's a point at which that becomes selfish in its own way. And for you to really be almost selfless for you would be to let her see you be a little bit of a mess or be fragile or need something from her. And like if she could have given you something, she would have felt so good about herself. Yeah. You know, especially people who are already doubting their own ability to be an adult or make it or, you Mm -hmm. know, have their shit together to let them take care of you. It feels so good. Like I feel so good when I'm feeling my worst is the best time to not to be too cliche and corny, but reach out and take care of someone else because that can immediately make me feel I'm capable, I'm needed, I'm worthy. But you didn't, you know, in a way, you didn't give that to her. You didn't yeah, give her I that didn't. opportunity. I was like, okay, this this old relationship is done. Like, I, I see my fault in that, too. Mm-hmm. I wanted us to start over so bad so I, I could actually be me. That's what right. I told her. I was like, I wasn't myself with you. I right. was someone that I thought you needed, but you didn't see me. And, yeah, you saw me fall apart, but not in a way where it was truly me falling apart right not falling apart because of us but me just you. being an individual being has scared needs. and terrified yeah. and not knowing how to tell you what I need because thinking that if I would it would scare you away somehow like mm-hmm. if you saw the real me you know at the same time while I will encourage you to yeah. take responsibility for having your own needs I will also say like she didn't handle it in the most mature way she didn't need to run outside of the relationship and try and stir things up she could have talked to you she could have been like I feel worthless in this relationship because you don't let me in you don't let me take care of you she could have also approached in a more mature way but as I said in your 20s you know who knows yeah yeah she'll hopefully learn that you'll learn this are you guys now together or not together uh we're we're taking space to focus on ourselves and we're we're gonna talk in a week to figure out so you guys just like talk every week and have a relationship talk yeah basically (laughs) (laughs) that's the relationship you're in now we meet once a week to talk about our relationship yeah I mean that's why like every time you ask me about it I'm trying to piece the timeline together yeah because I'm just so jumbled at this point what do you want like you ultimately want to be with her or you ultimately want to gain closure to not be with her or one of the two one of the two yeah I mean you know I 
ultimately out of all of this, I just want us to learn to love ourselves more and learn to open up. And in all this happening, what I want is just for us to get that and to be there for each other while this happens as partners. And yeah, I, I want to be with her. Like she, she makes me really happy and she makes me feel like I could genuinely be myself or at least, you know, with her more than any of my other relationships or, or dating other people, I felt like I, I have opened up the most with her. It might not be much, yeah. but I'm working on it as, as opposed to like how I was before. I'm, I am willing to be more vulnerable and open and willing to get hurt. And I think this time is the most scared that I've ever been in a relationship because I feel like I have the most to lose. So yeah, I, 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 I want, I want us to work out and that's why I'm fighting so hard, you know, but I don't, I don't want her, I don't want to like convince her to be with me. I want, I would just caution you because I know the type of person you are that if for some reason it doesn't right now come back together, that you really not think that it's because of you or something you did or not fighting hard enough or not trying hard enough or not being enough. I mean, I do think, as I said, you could have done more in terms of like speaking up for your own needs and letting her take care of you and letting her feel needed. But at the same time, she could have been an adult in her own way. So I would just want to make sure, because again, like you do fall into the habit of what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I'm fighting so hard. I want this so bad. Let me make it work. It's not working. What can I do to make it work? Yeah. And it's like, you just have to be vigilant about not really doing that in this case. And I don't know how you guys are like giving space, but still kind of still wanting to be like that sounds very confusing and difficult to me I don't get the nuances of that like I've always been a person that's like we're done or we're not done like I don't I've never done the like let's take time away and then see how we feel like people have tried that with me and I'm like no like I don't see what would change (laughs) like this is how we feel what do you mean one week two weeks maybe a year okay that might right but so I'm interested I'm interested to see what happens but I just want to make sure that you're not once again, taking on the responsibility of checking in and making sure she's doing the work and you're doing the work and that you're not going to also take the blame if it doesn't turn into what you want. And I'm also here to reassure you that if it doesn't turn into what you want, while someone you share space well with and are compatible with may be rare, Mm -hmm. you will find it again and you will find it a little easier this time because I believe every time you learn something it gets a little easier so but that time you'll be super aware of your habits and just because this may not end up being the forever relationship doesn't mean you didn't get so much out of it like you've already grown so much you're so aware and if you even made a little bit of progress like that's huge and that was totally worth it yeah I feel that way too so I just don't envy you at all (laughs) because like I can't imagine checking in every week with the person you love and being like so where are we now like what's the kind of plan with that I'm not really sure and uh like how are you guys gonna know this is always my question like how are you gonna know when it's yes or no or when it's 
what's the are we you know i don't know because like colton on the bachelor was like let's take it one day at a time but also you have till the end of today to tell me you love me yeah to cassie yeah sorry spoiler should have said that ahead of time um but if if people haven't seen it by now now, i don't feel feel bad bad for for them yeah um but like so what is the it's kind of this like we're taking it slow but we're checking in we're not looking for answers but do you have an answer like what do you have something in mind or are you just kind of really living in the nowhere space i think we're living in the nowhere space i am supposed to check in with her Next week, we're actually going to a wedding together. Wow. So we're, <laughs> we're taking space uh, until then. Okay. I've heard this before from people. I will also say, while there's never a good time to break up, yeah. a lot of times when people are breaking up, not that you're breaking up, you're yeah. in the nowhere space, but a lot of times people are breaking up, they're like, but we have all these weddings to go to together. Or like, we already said we're going to do this. We're going on this trip. And I just want to be here to say... There is never a good time to break up. You are always going to have shit planned in the future unless your person's like a real psychopath and they canceled all your plans knowing yeah. full well ahead <laughs> of time. But like most weddings, you have to many months in advance. Right. So just don't let, you know, don't let things like that kind of also keep you. Because what I don't want is for you to be kept in this limbo yeah. for a long time, which I think kind of happened to you with your last relationship. Yeah, I'm always in limbo. In limbo, where they're just like, one more second, just one more second. And they know that you're like diehard patient and you're not going to make them decide. And quite frankly, I was planning on like selling you on this podcast, like matchmaker moment, Adrian's amazing. She will take care of you, but not too much. She's gorgeous, dresses really well, knows how to make plans, knows how to do pretty much everything. But I can't because you're in limbo. I'm in limbo. Well, that makes yeah. me sad. I mean, at this point, we've broken up like several times already. Right. So Ugh. what's another last hurrah, you know? Exactly. Just keep breaking up. But I don't want her. First of all, I don't want it to take an emotional toll on you. So I don't want it to like chip away at your confidence and self-worth where you're like, why isn't she just deciding to be with me? I want to be with her so bad. I'm doing the work. I also don't want it to exhaust you emotionally. They are always worrying about her, which I know you will do regardless. Yeah. And I also don't want other amazing women to miss out on you. Oh, thank you. That's sweet. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm serious. Like, you're such a gift. And compatibility is hard to find, but it's not impossible. And it's certainly not a reason to be with someone who can't be emotionally where you are. Yes. Yeah. It's not a substitute for emotional availability. Did you guys ever end up saying I love you? I told her I love her. Did she ever say that? It's questionable. Okay. okay. Lots are lots lots of questionable here. Yeah, I'm lots, not, lots you know, I can't tell you what to do with your life, obviously. Yes, yeah. But all I can do is kind of look at it from the outside and say, like, just make sure you really are taking care of yourself. Because you claim that's your new mission. That is actually. In, in the several times that we've broken up, each time... <laughs> I find more drive to better improve myself. But for to what purpose? So you can be better for her or for No, what? to be better for me. Good. Because I can't be 100% with her unless I'm 100% with me. Have you had moments of like, this is what I want, this is what I need, this is not okay to her? Yes, yeah. Good. That's what I want to hear. And I'm also at the point where, although, you know, I really love her and I want to be with her and at the end that's ultimately my goal I'm also at peace with whatever happens now because 
I appreciate and uh, acknowledge self-love uh, over everything else now. That's so great. <laughs> so let me ask you so, this. Yes. Can I ask you this? Yes. Imagining that perhaps you might not end up together. Mm-hmm. Just maybe. And I'm not saying that facetiously because I honestly don't know what's going right. to happen. And it, I, don't, I, have, I don't either. <laughs> I have seen people come back from things like this. Yeah. And I've also seen it just slowly taper off and taper off. And it just wasn't meant to be. And it doesn't mean both people didn't try as hard yeah. as they could. What would you change about either the type of person that you're going for or how you would start a relationship? Like, what would you say would be your first kind of change of approach based on this experience? Because also, if you do end up with her, you're going to be starting over, right? In theory. So what is the start over? What's going to look different for you? I think what's going to look different for me is, A, not being attracted to people that are emotionally unavailable. Yes. Because uh, you love that right now. Like someone's I like, I that. can't, I have intimacy issues. I've never told anyone I love them and I don't trust anyone. And you're like, I'm here. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> I'm here for you. Well, because anyone that's like, I want to take care of you. I want to be with you. I want to yeah. spend time with you. I was like, oh. Yeah, because you don't want that. I don't want Why that. Why would you want someone who wants you? That's disgusting. <laughs> Like, what could you possibly want? Um, everything. I can't give That's you why anything. we never got together. Yeah. I was always too eager. Because <laughs> I was like, Adrian, I love you. Why don't you love me? No, I like, like, I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm good. I have people that ignore me. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Just don't give me the time of day, which I'm very fascinated with. But, no, I mean, things that I would I would do differently is I, would, I think I would want to keep more of um, – an open mind to the type of people that I'm attracted to and the and certain traits or like past histories that I am because I just love a good challenge yeah you love it um, you love a sad woman as yeah. you always tell me you're like she's like so sad yeah and you love it <laughs> well because I'm so sad so when I find another sad person I was like do you want to be sad together? And That's then as nice. I find out how much more sad they are, then I'm I'm drawn to that. You know, I feel like, like your sad is more of a quirk, yeah. like a cute quirk, <laughs> and less of an internal, and I could be wrong, internal yeah. deep, dark turmoil of not knowing who you are. Yeah. Um, so I feel like you could find someone else that has a sad quirk, but still will make you breakfast in bed or make you a picnic or like iron your clothes. These are all things Adrian has done for people. Um, <laughs> or will, you know, like I feel like if you exist, someone else like you exist, not that you should necessarily be with someone like you, but if you are drawn to someone with your similar kind of sadness or yeah. sense of humor, I call it, about life, you can find that, but that person can still be a capable, functioning adult that also wants to do for you. But but you have to let them. Right. That's the key. That's the ticket. That is that is the ticket. I and would challenge you. Yes. With your next, whether it's I accept this challenge. Whatever this person, it is. <laughs> whatever it is, whether it's this person or someone else. Yeah. To absolutely not plan the first three dates. Wow. Yeah. That's like quitting smoking. Yeah. And I don't even smoke. <laughs> like if they're like, we're going on a picnic. I'm going to be like, okay. And then just show up with your jacket. 
no picnic basket, no pre-made sandwiches, no the whole salad bar from Whole Foods. Like, you just show up as you and be like, you said we were having a picnic. And if they're like, oh, I only brought butter, you'll be like, oh, too bad. Guess we're eating butter. And they'll be like, whoa, I have to take care of this person. You might be surprised. It's very empowering to let someone take care of you. It is. I need to learn how to do that. It feels pretty Mm -hmm. darn good. Yeah. And eventually, obviously, it's going to be a shared responsibility and you're going to care for each other. Mm -hmm. But I think because your instinct is so the other way, you naturally attract people that want that and soak that up like a sponge. And then you, it's kind of a drug to you. So you're just like, I'm going to do more of that. I'm going to show them how great I am. I wrote you a book. Like, (laughs) I drew your portrait with a piece of charcoal, not in a creepy way. (laughs) And so it might just feel really different and it might attract a different type of person if you're just a little more passive in that way from the beginning, but more active with your emotions and your needs. more active. But passive with your taking care of them just to see what would happen to you and how it feels. Yeah. And you might hate every second of it, but if they stick around for those three dates, oh man, they're going to get a good fourth date. They really are. (laughs) (laughs) But then you have to switch off. Yeah, I can't like give, I can't give it all up. You can't give it all up. Yeah. Don't give it all up. I I mean, you love it. And hopefully you would find someone too that like, you like giving certain things, they could like giving other things. Yes. You don't have to fight to give the same things. Yeah. But even if it's this relationship that you're currently in that starts over, I would just encourage you like, let her plan a couple things. Let her do let her do more cats out outings. Yeah. You I, liked that. I do like You liked it. being told to show up at cats. I do. I mean, that's secretly what I want for everything. <laughs> like, I just like I yeah, I just I just want people to tell me where to go and do it. And I I, I don't know. I just want the same things that I do for other people. Yeah. And I have to say, I'm, I consider myself like a pretty strong, independent person and I usually can do most things for myself. Yeah. But even me, when I'm around you, I'm like, you like open my computer for me, you like (laughs) get water for me without me asking. So I'm just like, this is great. And I'm just, I lean into it because it's Adrian. I don't need it. I'd be fine if you didn't do it. And I would love you just the same. In fact, I'd probably love you more because I wouldn't constantly be like, Adrian probably hates me because she's always doing stuff for me, which honestly is probably the inner monologue of these women. Yeah. Just want to clarify that it is not. I don't (laughs) hate anybody. (laughs) I know, but do you see? Like, it makes me feel guilty and project that onto you. And then I'm like, I'm a terrible person because I let Adrian do stuff for me. Yes. So I can imagine being in a relationship with you. It's like, you're always taking care of them. And they're probably like, what the hell do I offer? Yeah. I'm a child. I'm worthless. I hate myself. Yeah. And then they spiral, and then they just do bad things. That may be a little dramatic interpretation. <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? I absolutely see what you're saying, yes. So I think my original question was, what are you going to do differently? And then I took over and monologued at you. Yeah. Um, so what are you going to do differently? You're going to look at the type of women you're attracted to. Yes. I think also putting less pressure and emphasis on happiness from our relationship and rather focusing on internal happiness and self-happiness. Like not needing a relationship to fulfill that aspect totally. of me. Because I feel like in in anything that I do, I, I like put everything into it and mm-hmm. I need to not do that. Well, and, and if you focus on taking care of yourself, yes. you're inevitably yeah. going to take less care of them, which kills two birds with one stone. Yeah. 
I just, I think at this point, I really just need to date myself. You need to date yourself. But then when you do date someone else, you have to be like, no, I don't like that. Yes, I do like that. Yes. Yes, I want this. Like, you have to start taking care of yourself and everything. Not like, it's time for taking care of myself when I'm dating me alone in my house. Then when I'm with them, it becomes all about them. Yeah. But taking the alone you with you on the date. I need to be more assertive, too, with what I need. Yes. Yeah. And less sensitive to everyone else's feelings. Yeah, fuck other people's feelings. That's the bad thing about being an empath. You just pick up on everything and you think this is what people need because you just feel things. And I don't want to feel that way anymore. I mean, that's a beautiful thing to be, but there's a time and a place for it. And you can't be living like that all the time. Let's have controlled empathy. Like I'm aware of how you're feeling, but not taking it on as my own responsibility to make you happy. Right. Unless you're the one who made them sad. Yeah. It's not your responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. I take full responsibility if I made someone sad. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I want to say that because you're such an empath and you're such a natural caretaker, I think you can... Be as selfish and unempathetic as you want, and you still will be 50% empath and caretaker. Like, there's no way that can get out of your system entirely. No. And probably you could go so much farther with not doing it than you even realize and still be one of the kindest, sweetest, most caretaking people in the world. So just know that. Like, it's deep within you. You don't have to be wearing it on the outside as much. Yes. So I'm excited to hear what happens. I'm sad that I can't sell you to my people, but I'll do a little anyway. At Neon on Instagram. I'll get in trouble with her maybe possible girlfriend, but still you can, you know, reach out to me if you're interested and I'll tell you where things are at. Um, (laughs) There's so many people out there for you. Um, I really thank you for coming and opening up about all this. I wish there was like more of a real strong takeaway, but I feel like your homework is whether it's, this lady or another, give up some of the planning and control actively. Not just like, okay, we'll see if they do it, but like actively decide not to do it and see what happens. See if they step up to the plate. And I bet they will end up feeling really good and liking you even more. Actively working on this. Actively work on it. That's your homework. We're going to check back in because I'm curious about these one-week check-ins and how this is going to go. I generally think if you break up one time... You're going to break up again. But that's just me. That's just me. That's just my opinion. If you do come back, I think and hope it will be like a new relationship. So it won't even be like you broke up and got back to it. It'll be like new Adrian. Yeah. Not that old Adrian wasn't totally perfect because she was. (laughs) After I said all that. You are perfect. But you could be like less perfect. Let's put it that way. I'll try. Try your best, please, for all of us. We We all wish that for you. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Dahlia. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Just the tip, a dating tip. I barely addressed this in my conversation with Adrian at all, but she did say part of what got her and the we don't know current or ex-girlfriend at this point, yes, they are still going back and forth. Last time I checked, uh, part of what got them back talking was her seeing this Instagram story And I just have to say, and people are not necessarily going to like this, but if you're going through a breakup with someone or go on four dates with someone and they ghost you or any kind of ending with a person, do yourself a gigantic favor 
and unfollow them on social media. There is no reason to keep tabs on their life except if you like to pick a scab. I know this is hard for people to understand, but it's not it's just not helping you. And if you know it's not going anywhere, just just do yourself that favor. Cut them out of your life in that way. It's not going to offend them and if it does, who cares? You need to take care of yourself. You don't need to be constantly looking at images of someone else's life. Obviously, this applies to not just exes and future exes, but anyone that it drives you crazy to look at. We're torturing ourselves. If you're jealous, if you're comparing, if you know someone who's now dating someone you used to like, just freaking unfollow them. It doesn't matter. And definitely part of the reason I think people really struggle in dating now is because they know way too much about each other and each other's lives and they can keep tabs and just keep on ripping that wound open. So be honest with yourself. If you can't handle it, if it's making things worse, even though it feels good like a drug feels good, take it away. Go cold turkey. Go into rehab. Ask your friends to help you. Don't create a fake account so you can still creep on the person. Just cut them off. It will be worth it. Trust me. Thank you to at Neon for joining us. That's our Instagram name, at Neon. And being so charming and endearing and open and vulnerable and human with us, which I know was not easy for her. I don't know where she is at this point with her somewhat girlfriend. I'm still going to encourage people to reach out to her that that found her endearing and interesting because she's a wonderful person, as you can hear. And she deserves someone who wants to take care of her. So thank you to her. Thank you to you. Uh, Rate and review this podcast. That's fun. Share it with your friends. Share it with your loved ones. Share it with people you don't want to hear talk about their problems anymore. And uh, thank you to my beautiful producer, Christine Bartolucci. And thanks to all of you for making dating fun.